0: Welcome to Who Signed Up For This. I am Sabrina. And I am Angelica. Together we will discuss topics on being a military spouse. And all the adventures that bring us together. Today's topic is going to be getting through deployments, schools, and field exercises. So first, we'll talk about some schools. My husband hasn't really gone through any schools. So I don't have any real stories for that. Um, he hasn't been to Master Gunner School? Mm-mm. I don't or
1: think so. what was that leadership school called? I forget. What it's
0: oh, called. SLC. Well, yes, he did go through that, but that was in the process of getting divorced. Oh hell! <laughs> so yeah, um, I was in Washington while he went to that school. And that's how he found out that I had went over to Washington with his kid. <laughs> he was not <laughs> happy. Let me just tell you that he was happy, but um, he was able to do the school somewhat in peace i mean he didn't have us around so he was doing his thing and he did go to school so it didn't really affect us but i think that's the only school that he's been to with the exception of basic training yeah and i, I wasn't with the only schools
1: i remember
0: mm-hmm.
1: is slc and then master gunner school mm-hmm. i want this to say there familiar. was and there might have been one more but I'm not sure. All I know is that he had to remember like aircraft and all kinds of stuff, but just like the silhouette of the vehicle.
0: Well, I think Um, that's SLC. Is it SLC? Mm -hmm, Because now Kevin's an instructor over there and I know he talks about that test all the time and how the students get it wrong a lot of the times. (laughs) Well, it's crazy. They give them like the silhouettes
1: of vehicles and aircraft Mm -hmm. and stuff and they're supposed to be able to be like, oh, that's a blah 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 and you're just like they all look the same but i guess in the dark they want them to be able to identify those vehicles
0: yeah that makes sense i know that he complains all the time because they get him confused but i would imagine that if it's just a silhouette i would be confused too i would have trouble figuring it out but he hasn't been to any schools the schools that danny went to i mean they were very short
1: i want to say maybe two months was he away from you guys um. No. So when we were there at Fort Benning uh, or Fort Moore, now he was actually able to do them there, local. Oh. So he would come home every day. He was never away from us, but I kind of felt that he was still away, very absent. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Only
1: because like they have to do a lot of studying mm-hmm. on the little books and stuff that they give them. It's a lot of memorization. I mean, he had to remember verbatim the words of I forget what it was but it was like a a whole four paragraphs of something Was it the the NCO creed? Probably. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. It was some kind of creed and it was like (laughs) three paragraphs and he had to remember it word for word And so he would go to like study groups and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I felt that although he was coming home every night, I still felt that he was very absent. He was just so stressed out about passing these weekly tests and kind of getting through it.
0: I don't understand. I complain all the time. These students must be so stressed out because there's a test every week. Mm-hmm. Give them a break. Have a test maybe every other week. Give them a chance to retain something. And he's like, no, that's just the way it's supposed to be. They're getting a test on what we learn that week. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: <laughs> I would hate for any of the students to be like me where we can't retain any information. that
0: we can. Me either. <laughs> Um, And I'm bad at tests. My anxiety
1: just, I'm not the best test taker at all.
0: Like, we can talk about something
1: and have an open discussion, but I'm not a good test taker at all.
0: Mm -mm, Neither am I. I don't like testing. It just, it's, It's rough. So, okay, so he was home. And here at Fort Moore, it's nice because there's a lot of schools that the soldiers can go to. And whatever school they need, they could just, what they call, walk on. Walk on. And then be able to go home. But there's also a lot of students that come from different places and have to leave their families and stay here. I mean, I think SLC is how long? I want to say, do you remember how long it was? I should know this Middle. answer.
1: <laughs> At least a couple of months.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I want to say it's six weeks.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: I think it's six weeks but I could be wrong. I don't know. (laughs) So I have a lot of experience with like field exercises. When we were at Fort Stewart and Fort Bliss, there were a lot of trainings that they would go to out in the field and they would be there for weeks. And although they were in the area of the bases that we were at, they were not able to come home. And so they would pack like they were going away for a while. And then they would be out in the field and then come home. When they were ready to come home, they smelled like hell.
1: (laughs) Dirty water
0: and ugh. uh, I would tell Kevin, leave your stuff out in the garage area or leave it outside. Before you walk in the house, that's for sure, because I don't want any of that stuff. And then everything is full of sand. I remember one time in El Paso, he got stung, I guess you would call it. Um, by a scorpion in the back of his, his top. And he had to go to the hospital and they brought the scorpions so that they could see if it was poisonous or not. I mean, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't be out in the field away for so long and then not have... Facilities like bathroom or showers or bed. I remember that one time we went camping together. I could not survive that at all. <laughs> you were so like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to do that. I was miserable. But you were a good sport. You did go, and the whole family went. We had a good time. I had a good time on that vaca- that vacation, that trip.
1: That was torture. That wasn't a vacation.
0: <laughs> yes, I corrected myself. I had fun. <laughs> has. Danny yeah, been on a lot of field exercises, uh, or not really?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been on his fair share. But He was a drill. Yeah, mm-hmm. even when he was a drill, it wasn't as bad as what people say. They're just like, oh no. my god, your husband's going to be away for days at end, and no girl, like he was at home every day, <laughs> really.
0: Um, during red phase, mm-hmm. during red phase, I mean, no, now you say phases, like what is a red phase? I've heard it because there's so many drill sergeants out here, but Mm -hmm. I never know because Kevin was never a drill sergeant. I don't know what that means. So red phase is like when they pick up. So
1: that's like when they need all hands on deck. They're getting these new soldiers. Mm -hmm. They got to just basically get them situated so it's just like a madhouse you know what I mean so that's like their red phase they have to get Mm -hmm. everyone acclimated to yes sir yes ma'am you know PT bright and early how they eat how they do everything they're just basically teaching them everything so it's like all hands on deck and so they call it red phase that I mean maybe I wouldn't see him for like maybe 24 to 48 hours, but they had such a good team of drill sergeants that no one was ever away from home more than 24 hours. And so, so that's, that's why bad. I liked no, uh-uh. it wasn't bad at all. And so everyone would always tell me like, oh my God, my husband <clears throat> was a drill and he was always away from home. And I'm thinking your husband was always away from home. You know what I mean? Like he must've hated his life. Because <laughs> yeah. My yeah. husband was home every night. <laughs> yeah. But I think people have different experiences. And then when they're getting ready for graduation, I forget what phase that is. I forget what color it is, but they have a color for that too. <clears throat> um, They have to do a like 12 mile ruck and then they do like a bond on fire and all this stuff to say that they're infantry guys.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, they have that I, turning blue huh? ceremony also to yeah. get their, mm-hmm. with their, their cord. cords. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so like during that time, I
1: wouldn't see him for like maybe overnight for sure, because they would do that 12 mile ruck and then they would do a bonfire. Mm -hmm. But I mean, overall, like with field training exercises and stuff like that, like him being away, I think I've had a good experience. One of my bad experiences that I can remember, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) I was here at home. This was years ago. I was at home and my kids were, of course, younger. I remember sitting on the floor in the living room and all of a sudden I felt myself like hot. And I was like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And then I couldn't swallow. Like, I could breathe, but I just couldn't feel like I was swallowing, like, big chunks of something, you know? And I'm like, what the hell? And I had called one of my kids, and I'm like, hey, come over here. Do I look Okay. And they're like, Mom, you're red. Well, I was breaking out in hives. I must have ate something or something. (laughs) I'm not allergic to nothing. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm panicking. Like, what am I going to do? Like, my kids are young. Like, what am I going to do? So I call him, call him, calm, calm, calm. Of course, he doesn't answer because he's out in the field. And I'm like, oh, my God, do I go to the emergency room or do I just go to Walmart and get Benadryl? (laughs) So I packed up the kids and we go up the street to Walmart to get Benadryl. I'm literally in an aisle swallowing, swallowing. because. I mean, I could breathe still. I didn't have difficulty breathing, but it was like hard for me to swallow. It was just the weirdest experience. I'm red in my face. I'm starting to get, now I'm starting to get hives on my arms. I popped the Benadryl in the aisle. People are looking at me like, what the hell? This girl's stealing. (laughs) Go to the register. Cash out or whatever. I was fine, but I remember feeling like, "Oh my god, I cannot get in touch with my husband." And I know I'm a grown adult, like at this point in my life, you know what I mean. I'm a mom. I'm a full adult, but I'm thinking like, "Oh my god, I need my husband." You know what I mean? (laughs) Why did I need him? I don't know. What was he going to do for me? But I remember that going like, "Oh my god, I'm about to die." You know, my kids are
0: here. My husband's in the field. And I think that's probably why you needed him, so that you have that peace of mind that someone would be there for the kids. Something like that happened, but not medically for me anyway. I remember Kevin being out in the field and he was somewhere where he couldn't have his phone. The only way to get a message if it was truly an emergency was through the Red Cross. I don't know why they tell the families to utilize Red Cross because I tried to, his Grandmother had passed away. So now his sister called me and she never calls me or gets in touch with me. So I was surprised, like, what's happening? So she said, hey, is there a way that you can get a message to Kevin? I tell her, yeah, I can go through the Red Cross and get him a message. She said, yeah, because our grandmother just passed away. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'll get the message to him and see what happens. I'm still waiting for Red Cross to get him the message. And in oh, here. my God. <laughs> So we had to utilize the Red Cross once, mm-hmm.
1: and I want to say it was when his aunt passed away, although his aunt was not, like, immediate, immediate family, mm-hmm. uh, but they still got in touch with him and let him know. So I can tell you that was within 10 hours, probably. So I can really? say from my experience using that Red Cross, it worked. Um, it
0: worked. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then maybe it was just my fear. Then maybe it was user error. I don't know, but... It did not work for me. And somehow I was able to get a message personally. I want to say I like text the wife that text the husband, the whole telephone game. And they eventually got to him, but he told, I think it was his first partner He told somebody, listen, um, you guys are lucky that it wasn't my <laughs> my wife's grandmother. <laughs> because <laughs> I would have turned around, my wife would have been right standing right behind me, like, let's go, we're going to the funeral. He was not close to his grandmother, so it wasn't really a big deal for him. But he knows that my grandmother is a big deal to me. So, yeah, I would have definitely needed him to to be there when that happens on my side of the family. But for him, it was no big deal. But we did have a very bad experience or a (laughs) not-so-pleasant experience with the Red Cross. And it might have just been, like, the unit um, in El Paso because... I mean, we had a rough time in El Paso. I would not want to go back there. Uh, however, if, if he's eligible to get promoted, <laughs> eventually he will probably have to go to a school finally in El Paso and we'll probably have to go back for like a year. But I told him, you probably will have to go alone because I did not like El Paso. But you're in Texas, so maybe I have a reason to be like, I have somewhere to go. I'm eight hours away from El Paso. Closer Texas than, is its own country. <laughs> closer than you are to me here. So. True. <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay. Eight hours is all right okay. for me. Fourteen is a little bit but you Ooh, know that's steep yeah one day I'll do it <laughs> that's steep yeah yeah the field has taken Kevin away and having his kids especially at Fort Stewart he was away in the field for a, a lot like they took them away a lot and being a new stepmom and then having Sophia being a new mom and having all four kids it was challenging it was just getting used to just doing everything on my own getting the kids to school getting the baby ready to take the kids to school and then in the winter in georgia it's not hot it's not warm it's it gets chilly so making sure that and i hate hate the cold so making sure that everybody was dressed appropriately and the baby was good in the winter and it, it was rough but we made it through and here at fort where are we uh Moore. more more <laughs> fort more there's not too much field i mean there's an Really none. He goes, I remember he was doing something and he would go out. The only thing that they do have is, what is that called? The 24 hour duty? Staff duty. Staff duty. Mm-hmm. That will keep him away sometimes, like overnight, but he's, he's cheated sometimes and he just brings the phone home. <laughs> Sometimes he'll stay on the couch just in case it rings. He doesn't want to interrupt my sleep, but he's still here in his pajamas, you know, like not really working, working. He's just here with his, with his phone and he'll, he'll definitely go in if they need him, but um, he'll be there super bright or as early and um checking the arms rooms and the the barracks and making sure everything is good. It hasn't been too bad. I I don't really remember too much field exercise. I do remember that he was gone a lot in El Paso and then Fort Stewart, but here I've it's made me forgot about all the challenges with field exercises. <laughs> Now yeah, and point... since we've been here well since
1: we've been here Danny hasn't had any field exercises no at all now when we were over there the only time like I said he was away <laughs> was when he did drill sergeant stuff but other than mm-hmm. that he didn't have to I watch can't...
0: them like in the barracks or nothing or mm, like, well like for you... staff duty and stuff like staff that duty. yeah but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's so different when it comes to deployments. Obviously, it's going to be a longer time. I know that Kevin has been on three different deployments since we've been together. I I believe it's um, one to Iraq and then two to Afghanistan. I believe there are phases of a deployment. He gets the orders that he's going to deploy, right, with his unit. So at that point, it's going to be phase one and getting ready for him to leave. I think for this, and, and Danny just came back from where he was at and... And he was gone for how long? Uh, seven months. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a good chunk of time. These appointments that Kevin was away was about nine to 12 months. So, you know, Iraq was like closer to the wards, So he was there for 12 months then you got the nine months to Afghanistan after that. The other two. But either way, however long they're going, this the process I think is still the same. So the first phase basically I think is getting ready for him to That process is basically you getting into a mind frame where now um, you're thinking, okay, we have to get all the uh, financial stuff ready. We have to make sure that we have all these power of attorneys, because when you're in the military buying a car or anything that has to do with your car, the bank or anything that's legally in his name, you have to have a power of attorney or else you're screwed. Like there's nothing you can Mm -hmm. do on your end and he's too far away to do anything on his end and normally when they're away you can't just say oh let me just call him up because when it's there's morning, like an 8 to 10 hours right difference when, when it's morning, time. Mm-hmm, when it's morning time where you are at they're sleeping mm-hmm. so it's like ah oh, man i can't really talk to him right now i can't get him to sign or i can't get him to and everything has to be electronic and that takes forever because it's not like they could just pop on especially when they were out in let's say iraq back in the day he couldn't just say oh let me get on my laptop and email you back. They had to wait. They had to go to a designated area. Yeah. So it was, it's, it's very difficult. So in that first phase, there's so much over, it gets so overwhelming. I think in my opinion, you have to think of everything medical. You have to make sure that none of your IDs are going to expire. All your medical stuff is good all your paperwork is in line and then like I said all these POAs that you need have attorneys and then you know you have the kids too so you kind of Are focused on getting everything so in order that you forget that the kids are going to be affected, also. And like a lot of military families, like we did the last shows or the last episodes with the blended families, these kids, like in my household, there was two that now dad was leaving, grandparents are no longer in the picture, and it's just me, this Mm -hmm. lady that my dad married, and now I have to solely rely on her i don't really know her (laughs) Mm -hmm. so how many deployments did uh danny have so he
1: did uh two tours to iraq and then he did the deployment well they called it a deployment the Mm -hmm. one he just got back from lithuania Mm -hmm. and then he went on a rotation to korea but that was a rotation yeah i want to say there might have been one more in there i just don't remember Um, Oh, he went on a a rotation also, or what? I don't know what they called it at the time, to Germany. Uh,
0: But that's about it. So it was a short period of time at Germany?
1: Germany, yeah. That one was, I want to say five months. But he came back for two weeks and then he left again. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then the one to Korea was nine months. Okay. And then the two rotations to Iraq, they mm-hmm. were nine months or a year. I can't remember. And for me, since we're a blended family, we have my stepson mm-hmm. that is biologically his, that detachment and stuff like that that he went through. And then we have my two biological children that like with my daughter my daughter is very attached to him Mm -hmm. but she's very emotionally strong so it would bother her I would see it just written all over her face that she would want to cry and get emotional but she's like I can't Mm -hmm. um so she never really showed her emotions but she would get very emotional showing her like facial expressions and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and sometimes I even told Danny I was like I think it bothers her more than it bothers your biological son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like with military kids in general, that they're just built different. You know what I mean? They're just so used to their dads or their moms leaving to, to field exercises, to schools, mm-hmm. to deployments, rotations, whatever you want to call it. They're just so used to it that they get emotional, but they kind of block a lot of that off. I think they're just built different. They're just a different kind of breed of kid. And it's sad to say that they have to get used to saying goodbye so many times that it really does mess with them mentally,
0: you know? Yeah. Well, as we know, like there's so much moving around and saying goodbye to everything, schools, friends, families, that when it comes to saying goodbye to the parent, I mean, although it's difficult because it's your parent and I, I don't think that they really understand and they might they just might not say anything so when Kevin would go off to like Afghanistan we never knew exactly what was going to happen there was always the element of is dad ever going to come back mm-hmm. and unfortunately that's sad but I don't think that these military kids can let themselves think like that mm-hmm. and sometimes they might feel a burden to be strong for the parent that's left behind yes yes you know, so she might have been emotional but didn't want to show you so that you wouldn't feel worried about her or she wanted to be strong for you. And yes, I do feel that way because there
1: was there would be times where I would cry. Like I didn't mean to cry in front of the kids, mm-hmm. but I would cry yeah. and Tylen would come up to me and say, "Mom's going to be okay. Don't cry." And he was like six years old doing that. You Aww, know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And
1: it bothered me because, you know, you have to be strong for your kids, but sometimes you just can't control, but to just say, like, cry it out, you know, like just cry yeah. it out because you miss your spouse, you know, yeah. or you had a rough day or whatever it might've been. And yeah. you got a six year old or eight year old coming up to you, cleaning your tears, saying yeah. it's going to be okay. You're just yeah. like, oh my God, who's the parent here?
0: <laughs> so yeah. yeah,
1: I think. Like I think you're right. You hit that on the nail when you say sometimes the kids have to be be the strong ones for the parent that's left at home.
0: Yeah. I guess they get so used to seeing the dynamic between mom and dad and how dad is the strong one, usually anyway, (laughs) not all the time, but dad is the stronger one and kind of uh, the one that keeps it together. And mom is the one that pretty much loses her shit all the time because (laughs) she just has everything going on at all times. So maybe they put themselves, okay, so dad's leaving. They they put themselves in his shoes. Like, okay, now I have to be there for mom and be her support system because dad isn't here available at the time. So I'm not going to show her that, you know, I don't want her to worry about me because she already has so much to worry about on that front. But yeah, the kids, military kids are very resilient. I think they go through so much and they become so I want to say so strong you know they have to in their little lifespan experience so many things saying goodbye so many times that, that it amazes me it's like wow you guys I didn't have to do that when I was younger so once I chose to be in this lifestyle and you know, then the kids didn't ask for it they were just put in the situation so I think they're pretty amazing that's the first phase just getting prepared, getting the kids prepared, being mentally prepared for what's coming next. Not to mention, when he's getting ready, all of the equipment, everything. It's like you're, all of his stuff, just the closet throws <laughs> up. <laughs> Either you have it in the garage, you have a special closet, room, whatever. I don't care where it's hidden. But when it's time for deployment, everything comes out. And it yep, doesn't matter. There's
1: what, piles everywhere. <laughs> piles
0: everywhere. You're tripping over Shovels, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> stripping over shovels? Boots who has so many boots, and you only wear one pair when you're living here. You only wear one pair. Why do you need so many pairs of boots when you go away? And he's like, Oh no, that I don't take those, I take these. I'm like, Well, can you get rid of those or put them away or something? But there's... oh no, I'm signed <laughs> for those, so I can't. <laughs> I'm exactly. like, Oh my god. Yes, and then all the duffel bags everywhere. It's like you've got a dead person in the middle of your living room, but there are like four different <laughs> duffel bags the size of a body. And it's a little overwhelming and then sad also because once he's stuffed everything he can in those bags, they sit there and, and you know what it means. I took a picture once where we were stationed in Fort Bliss, And he was ready to leave, and his bags were packed by my door. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly what this means. Like, this is a military spouse's, like, not worst nightmare because there's worse that can happen, but it's a very sad time It's just very melancholy. Like, you're just like, oh, you know, he's not going to be here for a long time. And it's just going to have to get used to not having him around. Or, you know, sometimes a lot of the times your spouse kind of drives you bananas. But when he's gone, I don't know, I can't explain it. It's just weird. You know, it's just like Mm -hmm. a piece of you that is not there anymore. You know, you see that image and it brings tears to your eyes, I think. (laughs) But yes, I would love to figure out a way where if you're packing for deployment and you're neat about it please let us know because i want to know (laughs) i want to know i don't think anyone is neat about it like
1: you said it looks like everything your whole house just threw up i have ocd to the max right (laughs) yeah and when he's getting ready to go this plant this past deployment Mm -hmm. i had piles like just small piles Mm -hmm. throughout the whole house and in the garage and i'm like what's this pile for oh well that's blah 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 what's this pile for that's blah 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 what's this and it's like do you get upset and say pick all your freaking piles up now or do you just let it go because you know he's about to be gone in the next couple of weeks and you You won't have any
0: piles you won't have anything right so are you so in the back
1: of my mind i'm always going angelica this is just temporary like i know your ocd is going crazy allow him to have his pile so that he can pack it's only um, for a
0: couple of days or a couple of weeks it'll go away yeah yeah it's total and then later we'll talk about the after when they come back and you're like ah, I, don't, I mean yeah it's crazy well kevin found out that he will be going for a year to saudi arabia so Soon. Oh, you didn't know? No! Yeah, his marketplace opened and we were trying to get Hawaii because I have wanted to go so freaking bad. But that ship has sailed. <laughs> I think his first pick was Korea. He didn't get that. His second pick was... Saudi Arabia and then Hawaii and then Puerto Rico they picked Saudi Arabia so he's gonna be over there so now we don't know when because he's he was booked branch and they were the ones that told him that that's where he slotted for but we don't know when he hasn't gotten like orders yet but we know where so I'm dreading that whole closet vomit <laughs> That mess, but he's going to be gone Mm -hmm. for a year. So I know that in my mind, I know that yes, it's going to be a pot mess in the beginning, but he has to get ready to go. So, and I'm okay with that. Maybe he'll just do it in the garage.
1: (laughs) I hope my fingers are crossed for you.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. The next phase is the time where it comes that his day is here and he's going to deploy there has never been a time where my husband has deployed that he's actually left on the day they say they're going to leave <laughs> that's my experience I don't know about your experience but that's my experience Did um, anything on time? All of so up until this past deployment yes
1: they were oh. all scheduled he left on time everything nice now, this last one, when he went to Lithuania, he was scheduled to leave on I don't know, let's say Tuesday, yeah, so we were mentally prepared for him to leave Tuesday. Me, the kids go, we drop him off at the chat- at the chapel or whatever, right, where mm-hmm. they're doing accountability of everyone. Um, I cry. Yeah. The kids are, you know, emotional. Whatever, mm-hmm. and we drive off by. That was our goodbye. Yeah, so we drive off, and that was like in early in the morning. So around ten p.m., he calls. Come pick me up from where? <laughs> what? Yeah. Come pick me up from the airfield? From the airfield? Why am I going to the airfield? Like yeah. what? So he's like, "Don't be asking questions. Just come." Okay, okay from here your- come. Right. So I'm like, I don't even know how to get there. Can you drop a pin? Whatever. So I get there. I'm like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. He's like, something was wrong with the aircraft. They delayed us. I was like, oh, "Oh, okay. So then I'm happy, of course, because he's here for another day. So I bring him home. He's here for like that night. And then the next morning, he's like, I have to just be back for accountability at 11 o'clock in the morning. So I was like, okay, cool. We take him. Same thing happens. The crew needed their recovery time or something before they went on the flight. So they're delaying us again. Come pick me up. What? Oh my so God. I was like, oh my God. Well, on the third day they went, they did accountability. He was actually gone that day, but it took three shots before they were up and ready to go. And when I can tell you by that last day, I was just like, leave, just leave. Don't call me again. If you stay, if you stay, just rent a room or something. Because my emotions have been going up and down, up and down. Yeah, sad, happy, sad, happy. Yeah. At this point, just pitch a tent somewhere if something happens again.
0: <laughs> stay in the chapel. Yes. <laughs> the same thing happened with Kevin's last deployment. They were scheduled to leave. We were supposed to go to this field over. Uh, this was in Fort Bliss. We. I mean, Went to the field, everybody's stuff, you see everybody's, you know, weapons, and you see everybody's bags everywhere, and families, and kids, so I kept the kids out of school that day, obviously, you're saying bye to dad, you know, dad is leaving, you get to stay home, so everybody's saying their goodbyes, taking pictures, hugging, (laughs) spending hours together, and there's no buses, we're like, where the hell are the buses now, they have to go to the airfield on those buses. And I'm sure you've seen the white buses or whatever. And we're sitting there and we're like, okay, there's no buses. Soldiers are just laying on the floor. And I mean, there's hours have gone by. People are hungry. They want to eat. They're like, hey, can we go? But now I guess they do accountability and they can't leave. So nobody's mm-hmm. leaving anywhere. Nobody's getting food. You know, you got to pack a picnic or something because you're not going anywhere. So you see family members, wives, children, everybody just kind of going but you're scared to leave them because you're like, oh, my God, is this going to be the moment that the bus comes and I can't mm-hmm. say goodbye? So people are just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm hungry. I'm going to go get food <laughs> and I'll be back. So they were bringing food or whatever. So after hours of waiting, somehow they get word that they're not leaving that day. Was that donut good? <laughs> so mm-hmm. they're not leaving that day. I'm like, like you, I'm like, oh, OK, yay. we get one more night together. We can cuddle. I remember like it was yesterday. We get to cuddle one more night, yay, whatever. <laughs> go home. Well, we said our goodbyes yesterday. I'm not keeping these kids home again today. We took our pictures. We said goodbye. They're going to school. So again, we go back to the same stupid field. Everybody's is on the ground again. And people are just like, all right, what the heck? So I think the same thing happened. They don't leave. I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing this one more time. If you're not leaving tomorrow, like they say you're going to leave, just stay on the field. <laughs> stay on the field we don't need to be going back and forth i'm just like it's not only him going it's the whole family has to pick up and go and say goodbye and it's an emotional freaking roller coaster mhm you're happy then you're sad then you're happy because you get him back but then you're sad but then at some point you're like all right i am so ready to get this started because i've been on edge this whole time let's get it started so that it's time for you to go and you can come back quicker which doesn't make sense because obviously, if whatever time he leaves doesn't really mean that he's going to come back quicker, he's still going to come back at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So finally, the next day, the buses were finally there. And we we're like, okay, finally, I think I think this is it. I think that this is where you are going to leave. And I had scheduled, because I, I guess I was babysitting a little kid at that point. And this day, I had to take the kid. And she's just like screaming, crying, doesn't want to be in this area, saying goodbye. i I'm At my wits end, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready for you to go so that I could get my life started without you for a little while and do what I mentally prepared for. So finally, he gets on the buses and leaves. That was that. He left. It was finally time for him to go. But I think that every time has there have been hiccups.
1: Yeah, all mine went smoothly, minus this last one.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, they all go like... I don't know. That's weird. So when they actually leave, you know, you're sad. You say goodbye, but then something clicks in your head. And I don't know if it's been like that for you, but it clicks in your head that, okay, it's me. I'm, it's only me. (laughs) So you get that sad feeling when you get home and you're like, let me sleep on his side of the bed. Let me smell his (laughs) t-shirts. Did you do that? Well, I didn't do the whole t-shirt thing because I already (laughs)
1: lay in Danny's t-shirts every night. (laughs) Oh
0: God. Okay but I did do the whole I'm asleep on his side of the bed. (laughs) They have a picture of me like laying one night just like real sad on his pillow and and they're like, stupid, you're the one taking the picture. You're not asleep. (laughs) But then comes the phase of the waiting game. You know, this is where I think we, as the spouses that are left behind, have to shift our minds into getting into a routine on what life is going to look like now that you are the sole uh, provider, not provider, because you're still the provider, but the sole uh, adult in the house. For the most part, the only adult or the only guardian that's there and everything's falling on your shoulders now and everything is um, yeah. up to you. And that means whether it's the kid's health, medical, your medical, now you got to figure out and you always have to be on top of like, what happens if you get sick? What happens to the kids, What happens to the house? And I know that there's, so within this routine, Like things change. For example, like getting into a routine of finance where if your husband's the one that paid all the bills, now you have to figure out the whole, I guess, schedule of paying the bills. Like my husband pays the bills. And so how do you pick up from there? He he stops doing it, obviously, because he's not the one home anymore. He can't, be reliable on paying the bills on time so now it's your turn and you put that back on your plate with all the financials or what do you mean yeah 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 so don't judge me oh my gosh (laughs) when it came to financials
1: like the bill paying the mortgage that all the bills being paid when he was gone Oh my god. Still paid all the bills. I didn't have to take on that responsibility. Well, he
0: was not really in um combat area. Even
1: when he was in um <laughs>
0: I was. You were just like, hey, buddy, pause those bullets flying by your hand. <laughs> that just has always been his responsibility. That's why I said, Don't judge
1: me. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's funny. I could tell you since I have been married, and this is gonna sound kind of snobby or like, girl, get off your high horse. <laughs> But I have never had the responsibility of paying a bill. Oh, I mean, wow. Was, Must be nice. <laughs> and it is nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's, that has always been his responsibility. You know what yeah. I mean? Even regardless when of he's or not. Wow. Yeah. Which is a good thing. You know what I mean? It's a good because thing right for now, auto pay. <laughs> yes, definitely mm-hmm i see I um see. so i didn't have to do any like adapting or anything like that when uh, with like bill paying
0: and stuff like that because he mm-hmm. had that covered <laughs> okay is that what you wanted to say um about finances <laughs> remember in the beginning you were like, uh, a- there was a
1: well there was a little bit more that i wanted to talk about when it came to like money financials and stuff like that only because when they're gone no matter where they're at On a Mm -hmm. rotation away from school or wherever they might be, deployments. Mm -hmm. I feel like financially, you're having to take care of and pay all your bills and feed your household and, you know, do things like that, right? The necessities for your household just to live in your household. Plus, your husband's away. So he has to eat too. He has to eat, you know, I know I remember one time Danny being in Korea. If they wanted internet or mm-hmm. cable or whatever they call it over there, they had to pay for all that. Mm-hmm. So, bro, he went out and bought a TV, bought the Wi-Fi or whatever it's called over there, mm-hmm. bought the cable service over there. And he had spent like a couple of hundred dollars doing all that. And yeah. I'm going like, what? And mm-hmm. then, you know, every month we would get charged whatever his bills were over there, his luxury, right? Because it's not a necessity for them. That's a It's a luxury, you know? And he wanted all that stuff when he was gone to make him feel comfortable or whatever. Yeah. And that was an extra, probably three to $400 a month. So I felt like, golly, you're taking away from the household. But in, I wanted him to be comfortable at the same time where he was. Yeah. So I couldn't really say too much.
0: Yeah, you're right. And um, I think it's different with deployments and like if they go away for schools. Because what I understand they get an allowance when they go away for schools and basically they're able to have their food pay for gas if they're driving whatever the army pays for that but if it's a deployment let's just say the internet it really isn't technically it's not an it's not a necessity well for internet like let's say in Iraq or Afghanistan when he was out there it was a necessity because that's the only way that we were still in contact. He could send me messages through like Messenger and FaceTime, stuff like that. So internet was a necessity, but it was also another bill that was coming out too. So I see, yeah, it's true what you're saying, but then people would kind of argue and say, well, uh, you know, when they're gone like that, except for Korea, because I don't think Korea you get uh hazard pay. Um, but they get a little extra when they go to Iraq or Afghanistan, he got a little extra. So it kind of evened out. But when he went, he was not making a lot of money, so it still mm-hmm. was a burden. Mm-hmm. So another thing when they're gone on the topic of internet, you know, there's things that go through our minds, spouses, I'm sure, females, males, doesn't matter what you are. But you're always on edge because you're like, okay, if he's talking to me, is he talking to anybody else? Mm -hmm. Like my thing was, I knew that me and my husband got together through the internet (laughs) on a dating site. And I also knew that there were friends where they've dated in the past before me. But now they know that he's deployed. I'm not around. So now they can make their little sneaky move and get in his inbox and start talking. And, you know, some people will fall for it. And that's when you get a lot of the soldiers that are away and that are cheating. They'll go to schools and they will sit there and lie to anybody because they don't know. And, you know, people that are in their area or at the schools that they're attending, they don't know if they're married or not. Mm-hmm. So they'll go out, get drunk, and hook up with chicks in an area where nobody's ever going to know. Spouses won't mm-hmm. know, friends won't know unless they say something, and it's just another added element to the stress <laughs> of of having them deployed. I mean, for yes. people like you and me that have been married for, well, I know myself, mm-hmm. that I think if Kevin were to do something like that. Do I still worry about it? Of course, because I think it's just human nature that you're going to worry about what your spouse is doing. But me, I mean, 12 years in, look, it's your loss. (laughs) I agree. It's your loss. You want to go on and start brand new all over again. Be my guest, buddy. Possibly
1: have a freaking kid. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, I know I'm not
0: because I'm fixed. (laughs) But... Me too. That's not even a thing for me because, honestly, to get them trained up the way you would like, (laughs) good luck for them. I'm not, I'm not for that anymore. I don't have energy. So if that Mm -hmm. were to happen, you know, I'm not trying to look for no love again. I'm not trying to look for a husband again. You know what? It's just, just stay with me. You're stuck with me. (laughs) You're stuck with me. so, like, for me, I'm a very insecure
1: person. Just, that's just my personality, I think. I'm very insecure, and I'm I'm a jealous human being. So, with that being said, like you said, with the internet these days, okay. cheating is just... And I feel like cheating, there's different parts of cheating. I think mm-hmm. that even if it is emotional cheating, meaning chatting with someone about your marriage issues, I think that's cheating. I think masturbating to whatever you might see on social media or videos or whatever, I think that's a form of cheating also. I don't think cheating is, and I know there's a lot of people out there that would say cheating is only when there's some kind of penetration. I wouldn't disagree with that. <laughs> I think there's so many different aspects of cheating. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so for me to be a very insecure and jealous person, every avenue of whatever you can think of
0: (laughs) to Mm -hmm. me is cheating.
1: Now, like you said, our husbands, our spouses are going to other countries. Mm -hmm. They can go do whatever they want to (laughs) do. And we would never know, you know, Mm -hmm. we would never know. My grandfather was military. My grandma always told us that my grandfather had a kid overseas somewhere. Oh, wow. And she (laughs) said, I found a picture of a woman in his wallet when he came from overseas. And I think that he had a child with her. But they never know. They never knew because that's old school Facebook right there, your wallet. (laughs) Once they came back, that was it. They never went overseas again or whatever, you know. And I want to say he was in the Vietnam. He went to Vietnam. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, cheating is so much more easier. You know what I mean? And and stuff like that. Cause it's like, yeah, you, you said you have social media and stuff like that. And it's just, to me, it, that's the biggest obstacle for me being away from my husband is the mm-hmm. fact that he could be talking to someone else, chatting with someone else, you know, sometimes they'll go out to dinners or to go have a few drinks. And it's like, you know, you know, your husband gets a little chatty or he can get really f- more friendlier, you know, when he has a few drinks and what is mm-hmm. he doing or who is he talking to, or, you know, Things like that. And so that's, I think, the hardest part for me, being away from my husband.
0: <laughs> you know, the hardest part for me is when he's gone, everything that goes wrong. <laughs> Dishwasher breaks, washing machine breaks, car, something's <laughs> wrong with the car. and that. But really, the biggest thing for me is when those damn bugs come out and I don't have no one here to rescue me. That's my issue. <laughs> He has to come and kill the roaches and those big water roaches that your yes. only Georgia has. Yes, those those things are, and they fly. They Fly. <laughs> I I, li- I had one in my house the other day, and he was, I guess, at work. I I want to. I don't remember where the heck. I think he had stuff duty that freaking night, and the roach knew <laughs> that I was alone, and I screamed. So, oh, you know what? It wasn't one of the big roaches. It was one of those bugs that stink, the stink bugs. Mm -hmm. They're like trying, like they look like a shield or whatever. Mm -hmm. I went to go kill it. Those things fly too. Everything has wings here. And it flew at me. I tell you the sheer terror in me. I was shaking and I screamed so loud. I was like, I swear, my neighbors must think that I'm getting murdered in my house because I screamed so loud and I could feel myself shaking. And then eventually it landed wherever the heck it landed and I killed it. But in the process of it flying from one area to the next and I was in the middle of its flight path. I almost died. (laughs) And he wasn't here to save me. Same day, I'm chopping up vegetables for my bearded dragon. And all of a sudden, I feel plop. And I was like, what the hell? It was a centipede. Ooh! Fell from, I think, my cat. One of the cats must have, like, slung it or swung it out. And it, it flew from its mouth. Over my head, because I heard it fly by my ear and fell right in front of me on the chopping board.
1: Oh, hell no. Mm
0: -hmm. I almost died the second time that day. It was just (laughs) meant for me to just have a heart attack and heal over and die. It was so traumatizing. I text Kevin and I said, that's it. I'm going to bed. I'm over this day. He's like, what's the problem? And I sent him the picture of the centipede that was right next to my hand. (laughs) And it was flying off, though. (laughs) That flew, too. I was just over it. I was just not having it. But yes, those things, everything goes wrong. And then another thing when they're deployed, as we established, they are hours, hours away. Ten, eight hours. A whole day in advance. Yeah. And you are waiting for a phone call. (laughs) And you fall asleep. And you don't hear the call. You look at the phone and you're like, missed call. I'm like, damn it. I waited all day for this phone call. I remember I was so I upset did.
1: at Danny for something one time. I, I don't know <laughs> if it was a birthday, a holiday or what. Mm-hmm. And I think he was behind. So his Monday was like, his Monday was my t- Tuesday. So he was a day behind. Mm-hmm. And. It was a holiday or something or my birthday or anniversary. It was something. Mm-hmm. I was so mad at him. I was like, oh, and I went off. Oh motherfucking day. I've been here waiting on you. Did you forget? It's like, and I babe, went off. it's tomorrow. Right. <laughs> and he's like, it's tomorrow. And I'm like, no, it's today. <laughs> and he's like, babe, I'm like in another time zone. I'm like, oh my God. And I felt like a dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were. <laughs> I felt like a dirt bag because mm-hmm. I had forgotten. And yeah. so, and I mean, it happened, but that's hard too. You're trying to celebrate or your anniversary or your birthday comes up or his birthday. You know what I mean? And you're just like, oh my God, happy birthday. And he's like, my birthday's not today. It's tomorrow. You know, you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I guess I'll tell you again tomorrow. Yeah i'll call you in a few hours
0: but <laughs> so the time zone thing is horrible it is it is i remember sleeping with my phone by my ear so that i can hear it on full blast ring, <laughs> so that i would not miss his call and once you walk away to go to the bathroom or something it never fails that that's when they called mm-hmm. <clears throat> video chats were the worst because i don't know about your husband but every video chat Kevin wanted to see my boobs. He wanted to have (laughs) freaking virtual sex. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not for this. I don't like the way I look on a camera. (laughs) Well, just like we already
1: said, the time zones were different. So his nighttime feeling frisky was your morning. And you're just like, I just woke up. I haven't even brushed my teeth. Like, what the hell?
0: Exactly. I do not want my cooch on this camera right now because (laughs) I haven't shaved in 15 days because you're not here. (laughs) <laughs> you don't want to see this right now. And then he's all like, but please. like I didn't." I don't yeah. even care how it looks. I don't care. Why? Why? I just feel so self-conscious. Everything is just there and like lost. Mm-hmm. And that's not a turn on for me. But you do it to make them happy, I guess. And I, I... men are visual. M- men are visual creatures. So uh, you kind of want to be like, listen, go open up a porn site and watch those girls. <laughs> this is happening right now
1: (laughs) let me go upload some pictures from google and just send them to you
0: yeah and that's another thing he's like take pictures send me pictures of what you want a picture of the baby i'll take a picture he's like no i don't want that i want a picture of you and i'm like oh man and then they come home and they still expect that and i'm like no buddy we're we're face to face now that's not even cool anymore (laughs) (laughs) Then you get super, like, sad if days went by and you didn't hear from him. You're like, oh my god, did something happen? Did something happen? Did something happen? And you're waiting for that phone call and you're like, And then you get the phone call and and it's him and you're like, Oh my God. Like your heart skips a beat because you're like, okay, he's okay. He's fine. Mm-hmm. And he's all like, babe, I was out of the wire, or whatever the hell they say. Yeah. And they're like <laughs> I haven't slept in days, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to stop by the phone or whatever and call you real quick and tell you that I'm okay. I just wasn't able to get to the phone for a week. And you're like, okay, as long as you're all right. <laughs> and you feel mm-hmm. so much like that weight it's so heavy on you and then as soon as you hear from them it's it's like okay i can calm down i can stop yep.
1: being so anxious and
0: and, mm-hmm. and that's just like mm-hmm. a it's such a weird feeling because you know it's like almost like you're holding your breath for yes. all the days that he hasn't called you and then when he finally calls you you can release that breath, and you feel so much better like ah Okay, mm-hmm. I'm good. Everything's good now. So that was the worst. I think that it was just so nerve wracking. I know that a lot of people used to mail letters. I don't know if you did it, but I remember one time, mm. one of his deployments, I actually had a bunch of little. I created like a. I don't. Wanna, I don't know how many. I put in there, but I got an idea from Pinterest, I guess, or somewhere. And I put a note for, like, every week that he was going to be gone or some shit like that. I don't know. And it said little things here and there, like, if you're sad, read this. If you're lonely, read this. and then Or look at this. <laughs> a picture <laughs> in the envelope. You know, if you're missing the kids, do this. Or, you know, I just had like, little themes to it. And it was really sweet, but I didn't mail those. I sent it with him because ain't nobody got time to be going to the post <laughs> office all the time. Yeah, I never did uh, mail letters
1: or anything like that. Mm-mm. We just used Skype at the time, I guess. But I did mail uh care packages. Care packages, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I
1: did do the first care package that I sent. Mm-hmm. I want to say, I mean, it had like hygiene stuff. It had snack, and I remember getting a. Big box, probably like I remember it being at least up to my hips of just stuff. And what? The, I went up there, it was a big box up yeah. to my hips. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> and I remember being at the post office mm-hmm. and the guy weighs it or does what he has to do. Yeah, I, I to fill know. out the little APL thing and everything, and he's like 300 and something dollars. I was going to say, like, I want to know how much that cost. <laughs> Hold up, buddy. What? Mm hmm. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I told Danny that's going to be your last care package. You sent him? Oh, no. I don't know. I would have cut that shit in like half. I sent
0: him all kinds of stuff. Like, uh-uh. if he couldn't make that stuff stretch, then that was his fault. Um, the last deployment Kevin went on, he's like, okay, well, I know that now he thinks he's like a pro at deploying or whatever. He's like, I know that I want bed sheets. I want pillows or pillowcases, but bed sheets, pillows. He wanted a whole house, my kitchen sink. He wanted the refrigerator, <laughs> just everything. And I'm like, oh yeah? Oh, okay. We'll see. If it fits in the the prepaid boxes, then I'm sending. <laughs> yeah, but I sent tons of pack care packages. He wanted specific chips like Cheetos, boots. <laughs> he wanted Cheetos. Um, you know, just snacks that he couldn't have, and then apparently, um, the ch- the tobacco that he uh chews or whatever, whatever puts that in his mouth. He wanted that because, like, I don't know if you can't get it there. I I, I don't know how it works over there, but um, yeah, care packages were life for him. And again, being the nasty guy that he is, <laughs> the little freaky guy <laughs> that he is, it's all like, oh put some stuff in there too, like the panties <laughs> or something. I'm like, what, what why? <laughs> why but you know I don't know it makes guys happy I guess so so when he was away did you ever do any kind of FRG events I know that you did there you did some kind of a a volunteer work before they came back
1: yes so what we did was we set up the barracks for all the single soldiers well there was two FRG events that we did so the first one was the welcome home signs Okay. So we all got together, made welcome home signs, you know, things in that nature, just so they can put up in their barrack rooms and Mm -hmm. everything. It was pretty cool because, you know, there's a lot of single soldiers also that come home to nothing. So, you know, we just wrote like, welcome home, bud, or welcome home, dude, or, you know, USA or something. Mm -hmm. Something nice. Um, Yeah. So not only did we create one, a, a big sign for my husband, but we also created little ones for the single soldiers, barrack rooms. Nice. So that was pretty cool. So we went to that event and the biggest event that we took part in for the FRG was uh, getting the barrack rooms uh, ready for these single soldiers to arrive. And that was my first time ever doing something like that. Mm-hmm. And so me and the kids, me and the teenage kids, we went and it was actually pretty cool. So we put fresh linens on the bed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a pillow, a bath towel, a hand towel, a face towel, like a mm-hmm. cup of ramen noodles. A bottle of water, a soda, granola bar, some chip, and something else. And then like a pack of hygiene, like a a Ziploc bag full of hygiene. So toothbrush, toothpaste. If it was a girl, they got like tampons and pads and all, and shavers. Body soap, lotion, shampoo, conditioner, all that stuff. Mouthwash. Okay. It was all in a hygiene bag. And so we set up over 200, I want to say it was, 200 barrack rooms. Well, wow. it was a lot of work. I mean, we went for 3 days I want to say. 3 days, 3 hours a day to do oh, wow. this. Okay. And so, I think it was 3 days or 4 days for 3 hours a day, something like that. Anyways, so I felt that I kind of wanted to do that and it kind of held a special place in my heart. Because not only do I have a daughter that's 24 years old that's a single soldier, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, if my baby girl came home from nine months of being away or seven months of being away or whatever it might have been, I want her to come home to, to a, a nice little setup, you know, mm-hmm. and not just literally a cot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's seats, sweet. No, nothing. That's nice. You know? Yeah, I tried to do that one time. I, I requested donations online for soldiers that were coming home I didn't get shit (laughs) oh my god yeah I didn't get nothing but you know it, it, it is what it is but when we were in El Paso we did have well El Paso didn't really have a good FRG I don't even think they did have an FRG I don't remember it was a hot mess in El Paso, but at Fort Stewart, we had a really good FRG leader. And that's where we did most of the events. I did a lot of um, things with the FRG. I actually joined, I was the key caller, oh. which uh for the FRG, we um would, the key caller would get all the phone numbers of the families, of the wives and stuff like that when the soldiers were deployed. And if there were any kind of events that happened we would keep them updated and and invite them or whatever. And then, um, you know, if unfortunately something happened overseas, then the FRG leader would have like a tree that would come down and, and to the key callers. And then we would pass out the information, but only when the next of kin was notified. So there was like a whole process that we had to learn how to do and have like a whole folder kind of, or a binder for this. And it was really fun. I like, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was too bad, but I I did it because I kind of wanted to have the inside scoop, you know, just, you know, I was doing it because I was nosy as hell, but no, also I wanted to make sure that if something happened to my husband, I would know right away. Right away. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of a selfish reason, but I did enjoy it. You know, unfortunately (laughs) we did have a soldier that, got killed in, uh, I want to say it was in Afghanistan or maybe Iraq. I'm not, I don't really remember. It was a really long time ago and uh, probably about 10 years ago whatever. But that made all of us have to, you know, go and and start calling people and telling them that there was a incident and that, you know, you know, your spouse is okay, but you know, such and such a spouse, it turned out that she was cheating on him anyway with his friends <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> she was. God. And then once the soldier came back, he started living in the guy's house. Like it was a mess. It was a real hot mess. And it was one of those stories where you're like, What the hell? Like she should have got her ass beat because she used all the money on the other guy, basically. And a new life with the other guy. Oh my goodness. But you know, unfortunately that happens a lot in the military. Yep. But cheating spouses. Um, yeah. Then the next phase is once we get through all of these things, get into a whole routine and we're settled in our lives and we have our schedules down packed. The kids are cool with dad being gone or mom being gone or whoever's gone. They're okay with it. They're comfortable. They've done school. They're in school. Maybe the holidays, birthdays, everything's going by and everybody is in their routine. And then comes the homecoming date. And your husband's like, oh, guess what? I know when I'm coming home, and you're like, oh, okay, when? And then they give you a date, okay, and where am I supposed to get this information from? They're not going to put that on the internet, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It's upset. It was it was a pain, and that was another reason why the FRG helped out a lot because they had the information when the husbands were coming back. Then comes that day, and then you're like, okay, my husband's coming in 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 three days. You get. text or email or phone call from your husband you're like, oh babe our flight's been pushed a week. (laughs) And you're like oh, not this again. (laughs) Yep. Not this again. I have to wait more. I'm longer. And then the week goes by they pushed my flight again. Or I'm not on this flight. I'm on a different flight. And you know, it's like, just call me when you get here. (laughs) I'm just tired of getting my hopes up. Getting excited. Picking out of the dress. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, getting ready, getting the kids excited for you to call me and tell me you're not going to be back for another week or another <laughs> month or whatever. So that's frustrating. Then the prep to the actual homecoming now you know for sure he's going to be on this flight and this is not going to change his concrete he's going to be on that flight you're prepping and as you said you made some signs for the homecoming the kids are all excited they have their american flags they have you know i can't tell you how many times i think i did a photographer one one time he came back and i think that was the first deployment that he came back to me now the feeling of knowing that he's coming back and then the day when the day comes I don't know about you but I've never felt that feeling before it's just this like I can't even explain it it's just this like overwhelming excitement excitement yep you have Christmas time when you were a kid but it was like double or triple that excitement oh my god like I'm gonna see this man that drives me absolutely insane but yet i've missed him so freaking much that i'm about to see him and this is all gonna be over Mm -hmm.
1: that feeling for me for me it was an overload of excitement yeah but an overload
0: huh i say you were kind of tripping
1: yes but (laughs) an overload of girl i was just losing my mind you sounded like it (laughs) I was losing my mind. But what were you feeling? How did you feel? My anxiety was through the roof Mm
0: -hmm. because like
1: I was so anxious. I was excited. I was happy. But then I was just like, oh my God, it's almost like you're meeting this person for the first time again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's almost Mm -hmm. like brand new. And I know that kind of sounds like what? But y'all been married for eleven years. How is it brand new? You know? But
0: if you're in the military and you've experienced this, you know exactly how it feels. If you haven't experienced this, (laughs) I will have my husband go deploy a hundred times just to feel that feeling. Just to feel that feeling excitement. And you know, they
1: say that time apart from your spouse is good, you Mm -hmm. know? And regardless if you have a military spouse or not, they always say that time away from your spouse is good. That's why you should do girls day or men's day or whatever you like a a girl's trip or whatever it might be, you know, Mm -hmm. because then when you arrive back to your home, to your spouse, to your kids, it's like, oh my God, I missed y'all so much. You know, think about having a girl's trip with your home girls to Vegas and then being away all weekend and then coming home to your wife or your husband and going, oh my God, I missed you so much. Although I had a blast. Mm-hmm. I missed you so, so much. It kind of just lights that spark again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So just imagine that. But, but this is like, because now yeah. your south has been gone for like nine months or a year mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Yeah. So now it's like amplified. So that's the only way I can describe it. But I was very anxious. I was so bad. I was cleaning baseboards, ceiling fans, <laughs> window seals, windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was cleaning everything. My husband didn't notice that I cleaned a thing in my house. <laughs> no when he came home he was worried about two things taking a bath and the other thing <laughs> having sex getting laid
0: nope. that's it everything nope. in between that he wasn't worried about he didn't care the cat could have had a pile of shit in the middle of the living room and he would he have wouldn't have sex. cared he would have been like whatever let's go that's to bed that's cute yep that's cute we'll take care of that in a bit <laughs> <laughs> it's true they don't care i think it's more for us I don't know about you, but when he's gone, it's like cereal nights. uh Oh, yeah. Pop-tarts. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese.
1: Macaroni cheese. Breakfast for dinner. Crust. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Things that you wouldn't do when he's here. So now you're like... Prepping, you got to make sure the refrigerator is stocked. You have to make sure that all the snacks are here because, of course, he's going to come back and want all the snacks. You know, eating all the junk that he hasn't been able to freely eat. You want to make sure that they have fresh sheets. You want to make sure that the house smells good. You want to make sure that the kids are good and they're not going to be overwhelming for him because he's been away for so long that you don't want them to overload him so quickly. So it not only has this whole time, 8, 9, 12 months, Gone by where you had to do everything. Now you're like stockpiling some more stuff on your plate. Everything has to be perfect, and they Mm -hmm. could care less. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They don't even care. And like Mm -hmm. you said, the only thing that's on their mind is how fast. Are we getting home? Yep. And how quickly I can get you out of them clothes.
1: <laughs> they don't care. So so a funny thing is he came back. I had set up a basket, like you said, with all his <laughs> favorite snacks and mm-hmm. stuff, right? Because he wanted all the American snacks, hot Cheetos, everything. Mm-hmm. So, he wanted nothing but Bundt cake also. So, I got him the Bundt cakes. I got him Tiff Treats, which is a cookie place over here that he loves. Mm -hmm. Tiff Treats. I think they will have one in Atlanta. I went to the Dollar Tree. The Mm -hmm. Dollar Tree and got him a red, a white, and a blue balloon. Okay? That's what? $3.75. The stars. Okay? Mm -hmm. Well, I got all his treats together, all his things, right? Put it on the table with those three balloons. This man had an issue. I don't know why you spent that money on the balloons. I said, "What are you talking about?" $3 for... I said, "I got those for the Dollar Tree," and he's like, "I know where you got them from. That them three dollars could have went to something." <laughs> Oh my god! I can not ever do anything. So I was going to make a big old outdoor banner for him. Mm. My best friend has said, don't do it because you already know Danny does not like attention like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what? You are so right. And I don't Mm want to piss him off by putting a big old outdoor sign in the front of our house. And he's just like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. (laughs) So...
0: That would have been a like, disaster. And luckily
1: I didn't because he complained about some freaking Dollar Tree balloons. And that was inside your house. Nobody saw it. And it was inside
0: the house. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it was the thought that counts. Who cares? It's three something. Give me a break. That's funny. <laughs> so when you're getting ready for them to come home, outfit, everything has to be perfect in your eyes. But really, they don't care about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna look like the best thing on the planet when they get off that yeah, because they know that you're there for them. You are going home with them. (laughs) It's nice. And I think for us, it's more for us so that we can feel comfortable and confident when they see us, they're like, Wow, you know, it's a bigger Mm -hmm. thing for us. But really for them, all they want to do is get home and spend time with you. They don't care about the house, they don't care about the signs. I mean, although it's cute to do them for the kids so that they can feel like a part of it but i don't even think kevin noticed what we wrote on the signs to be honest danny did and that's why i took a picture of the kids holding it because i was like did you even see your signs he's like no no (laughs) (laughs) well here's a picture (laughs) so once they get home remember that mess from the beginning Mm -hmm. now you have it opposite you've had this clean house for nine months eight months twelve months And you have all your routine and they're back. And guess what? They're in your freaking way all the time now. And I don't know why, but the army thinks that it's a good idea for them to be off when they get home for a certain amount of time. I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. no, that's not cool. That's like going cold turkey on smoking and then starting all over. We don't Mm -hmm. want... Him there, like we need slowly, to- yeah. Right, yeah, let's let's incorporate them back into our routine slowly, but no, it's like here. He's yours. You figure it out. So let me tell you something that
1: I was very surprised and mind blown about, okay? So remember how we were talking about those piles? Them over Mm -hmm. here getting all their gear ready. There's piles Mm -hmm. and crap just everywhere. This past deployment, he comes home. He has his two big old green duffel bags. He throws them right here. He takes a shower whatever. (laughs) Girl, let me tell you. I don't know what this man... I don't know what Angelica caught this man i don't know what light went off in his head he unpacked unpacked his two bags and put everything away
0: -uh. that same day he wasn't gone long enough (laughs) when i tell you that i was so proud of him give him more was like oh my god
1: because usually if he comes back from anywhere he's leaving them bags packed for weeks Mm -hmm. he's taking the stuff out that he needs to use and that's Mm -hmm. how it's coming out of the bags Mm -hmm. no he unpacked them two big old duffel bags hung stuff up folded Mm -hmm. it put it in his drawers the little clothes that he did have in there that were dirty he washed them i was
0: just like who are you? Who's your wife? Oh, man. I need to send my husband over there. Where do you go? It Virginia? was great. That's where he needs to go. It was so
1: great. I was so proud of him. I didn't tell him that.
0: You know what I mean? Oh, my but goodness. I
1: like, oh, my
0: <laughs> God. I'm so proud of you getting shit done. <laughs> oh, my God. He has been abducted by aliens. <laughs> Literally, they sent you a brand new guy. Mm-hmm. So then you have to get into another routine, a new routine. You just get used to the routine that you were in with the kids. And here comes dad, and he's back, or mom, and she's back. And it's like, oh man, all, now we got to do it all over again. And yep. they feel kind of weird because they've been away doing their own thing or doing whatever it is that they were doing. And now they have to reintegrate with the family and with life. I know that's hard for Danny because mm-hmm.
1: he'll come home after being away from so long, like here recently. I tell him, you need to spend time in the living room. You need to eat dinner with us. Because when I get home from work, I'll find him on the bed looking at TV in our room. Like he's consolidated just to our room because he's so used to being mm-hmm. in a little connex room mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that he's watching TV on his laptop or whatever. He's doing Mm -hmm. everything in that little connex, right? Yeah. So now when he's at home, he's not spending time in the family room, at the dinner table, any Mm -hmm. of that stuff. He wants to just be here in this little, well, I don't have a little room, but he wants to be consolidated to the bedroom. Oh, You know what I mean? Right. Alone. Yeah. And I know that he struggles with that for sure. And I try to give him a break. I don't try to push it on him. There'll be some days like yesterday, I think he spent most of his time here in the bedroom. I don't Mm -hmm. want to be too pushy or whatever. But like today I was like, are you gonna go out there and go play your game just to kind of get him into the living room? Just like you had said earlier, now I'm having to cook breakfast. (laughs) If he's home for lunch, make him something for lunch and Mm -hmm. then dinner you know like I am not used to that like I would come home some days and be like okay breakfast for dinner or -hmm. okay I'm not cooking at all y'all can go fend for yourself go to the refrigerator the freezer fend for yourself you know make whatever's in there Mm
0: -hmm. but now
1: it's like I have to
0: cook (laughs) every day yeah and he's needy too when he comes for food (laughs) when Kevin would come back he was so used to not driving they would tell them not to drive for a week or two weeks or whatever so that they can get used to being in i guess on these roads or in their personal vehicles i mean kevin never followed that rule he always was driving from picking him up going home well you know you haven't driven in however long you've been gone nine months a year like it's never been a problem and never been an issue but i would imagine that if i haven't been driving and i've been driven around everywhere i'd be like where's my driver (laughs) yeah (laughs) who's gonna open my door (laughs) but integrating him back in i could imagine that it's rough for them it's rough for us because we're gonna co-parent again and like the rules change now you gotta add that extra element of another parent in the picture again i mean the parent never really went away when kevin was at ntc his second oldest daughter we were at Fort stewart and they were staying with me and like i said it was like the first time where it was just me and he was gone their grandparents weren't there. She really acted up. I mean, I would call them like, hey, I know you can't do anything from where you're at because you're like in California or something. But talk to her because she's really giving me a rough time. She wanted to keep frogs in the house. And I'm like, no, stop. Hey, what you. is wrong with you? Like, no, you can't have a frog in the house, like a wild frog from outside, inside. And she got so upset and was crying and it was just terrible. And like, he's asking her, are you nuts? You can't have a frog in the house. That's not okay. And stop giving her a hard time. But I feel like when my stepkids were around, it was just hard because when he was gone, they didn't really respect me. But anyways... I think those are a lot of the issues that come along with deployments, rotations, schools, field exercises. I think the biggest challenge are deployments. Schools and field exercises, we know that it's very temporary. Deployments have been for longer periods, and that's when all of the extra layers of stress and mm-hmm. The extra layers of having to deal with the kids on top of the everyday living. You have to add in dad or mom or you know whoever being gone for so long. And now you got to come up with a new routine. You got to come up with all the ideas. And you got to try to remember everything. And it's hard on one person to do everything. But somehow we manage and yep. we <laughs> we push through and we get through it. Do you have anything before we go? No, I think that's it on my side. Yeah, I think... Um... We covered a lot on this topic. It was interesting. I think that any of the listeners that are having any questions about deployments, any rotations for schools, I wasn't a lot of help for schools, but (laughs) you had some stories and field exercises. I think those are very temporary. I think with the whole deployment, just Kind of get into your routine. I know that I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook. Here at Fort Moore, there's a lot of basic trainees. The girlfriends or the wives, they get on the pages and they're like, oh my god, I don't know how to deal with my husband being away. All of a sudden, and these young spouses or young girlfriends, they just don't know how to handle their husbands being away or their boyfriends being away. But basic training for me, in my opinion, is the stepping stone to what's to come because yes. if you cannot handle the time away in the beginning then I personally think that you're going to have a rough time getting through deployments because mm-hmm. as we've experienced in the past There's some deployments where you can't speak to your husbands at all. You can't speak to your spouse. You can't speak to your boyfriends. There's no communication for a long period of time. And if you can't handle them being in this country, (laughs) (laughs) away for a school or training, then you definitely won't be able to handle, you know, your husband, your significant other in another country, in a war, (laughs) you know, you're going to go crazy. My advice is maybe getting into a routine and getting yourself a hobby. Explore the FRGs. I don't think the FRG is a bad thing. I think that the family readiness groups are, depending on the leadership and the unit, I think that they can help a lot. It can keep your mind off. And like for me, you use it as a tool for yourself. If you want to find out information about your spouse being gone, that's a really good area to find <laughs> out. because. They're gonna know a lot of the things. They're gonna be talking yes. to their spouses, and their spouses are the leaders, and they're gonna be able to let you know if anything. If you have questions, they're gonna be able to help you or point you into the right direction to get the answers that you need. So reach out to the FRG; they're there to help. I mean, that's their purpose, yeah. you know, for the family. And
1: then don't forget also that your experience is not everyone else's experience. Like everyone has their own story. You know, I don't know how many times that I've had a spouse tell me really bad things (laughs) about deployments, being a drill. Oh my God, I'm about to get cheated on. I'm about to just be just drugged through the mud. I was scared for myself, but don't let... Other people's stories affect your story. Everyone's life, everyone's story is just different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's not one that's the same, right? Mm -hmm. Because every relationship is different. So don't let others feed negativity or anything like that in your, in your mind's. Mm -hmm. Just kind of be open to new things. Take some stuff with just a grain of salt and just, you know, live your own story.
0: Yeah, another thing on that is remember that your spouse, the service member, is probably also having worries of their own. They are probably scared. And, of course, they won't say anything because they're trained not to. Or, like Angelica says, they're brainwashed. (laughs) they may be scared, nervous. They're going away, you know, they're going to be away from their families and their regular routine. So although they train and they kind of have an idea of what they're going to go do and they're, they seem excited, but really deep down inside, they're probably worried about things themselves and they're just not communicating it to their spouses. So just keep that in mind too, because they're people too. They're humans and they get scared and they get nervous and I'm sure that they get frustrated when the flights get canceled or changed. And, you know, as spouses here, we're like, oh, man, we're waiting for you. Like, we will need you to come. But it's really not their fault. And they have no way of controlling that. And the only thing they can control is if they cheat or not. (laughs) That's on them. All the other stuff that the army has to be involved in go with the flow. Eventually, your spouse will come back and everything will be in the past years down the line. You may remember bits and pieces, but I will guarantee you that the main thing that you're going to remember is the day that he leaves and the day that he returns. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I remember in between so much, except for the expensive care packages. (laughs) So that's going to be the end of this episode. We hope that you enjoyed today's topic. Thank you for joining us and listening to Who Signed Up For This. If you enjoyed our show please rate and review us and be sure to come back next week (laughs) bye bye